Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. Hi guys, I am here with Tabby of PC by Tabby. She's like the permanent cosmetics queen and she just launched a brand new boutique that is also so rad, so cool called Shop Tabby. I'm excited to have her here today and like tell more of her story because she really does have the coolest story ever. Hi Tabby, how are you? Hey Ken, so good. <laughs> it's always kind of awkward because we like talk before I start recording these and then I have to like do this little spiel. So <laughs> how are you? It's so good, so good. Good. Did you have, have you been doing like permanent cosmetic stuff today or what's your day look like today? So not yet. I will be going in for some appointments, but um, I have the podcast first. I was getting some stuff um, for Shop Tabby new arrivals. So fun! Sounds like oh, a fun so. And you have your own salon, right? Too like you have your own place that you do permanent cosmetics. Yes, just a couple months ago, we opened up the beauty studio, which is in Provo, Provo, Utah, um, and that's where I work out of doing permanent cosmetics. Cool. So just tell, I guess, a little bit like about your story. How did you get started in like entrepreneurship essentially? Cause permanent cosmetics wasn't your first entrepreneur journey, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. Um, so, I mean, my story goes back quite some time. I feel like I've just always had this entrepreneur spirit since I was a little girl. I mean, I think my business like story really starts back all the way to like middle school. Mm -hmm. So back in middle school, I remember um, I had an aunt who lived in California who had a boutique and she would always like, whenever we'd go visit her in the summer or during spring break or whatever it was, I'd come home with like some fun stuff. And so then I'd go to school, people would ask me like, Hey, where'd you get this? Where'd you get that? Can you get me one? Um, and then, so I started asking my aunt to send me stuff. And I feel like up until that point, like it wasn't really a business for me. I mean, I was like, what, 11, 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I very early caught on to the fact that it could be a business. Um, so, I mean, I did that throughout all of middle school. Um, eventually I had my aunt like start sending me some stuff and then I started reselling it and just making like some money out of it. I mean, at first it was just like to hook up my friends, mm -hmm. like an awesome piece, but that then eventually evolved and grew, um, throughout high school. And then I remember I started like selling things out of my home. Like my friends would come over, my mom's friends would come over. <laughs> I literally had like this one, like couch where I had like a ton of purses. And That's so cute. I love that. <laughs> And this rack of clothing in our living room. So um, <laughs> that's kind of how my first business started up. And then, so in 2000, April 1st, it wasn't like any April Fool's joke by any means. <laughs> April, April 1st of 2008, um, we opened up Tabby Bags, which was an actual storefront in Orem, Utah. And um, we carried everything from like purses to jewelry to clothing to shoes, like a little bit of everything. Um, and then how I, old were you at the time when you opened that? Oh my gosh, I was a baby, I was 16. Oh my gosh, that's insane! 
Yeah. I had like no idea what I was doing. I how just, did you like afford, I mean, how did you even do that? Like, where did you find the capital to start it? So a lot of money, like was just me. Like, I mean, I've been working since I was 12. Like mm. I worked at a restaurant, like just like as a bus girl and then like, I worked doing like telemarketing. I mean, I've always worked, mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of it too came from my brother. So my brother was at the time getting ready to serve a mission for our faith. And, um, he had this money that he was saving up and he was just kind of like, okay, I want to invest my money. I'm leaving for two years. Like, what should I do? Mm -hmm. And he had already seen the, like, I want to say he had seen my hard work and the fact that I was doing something just like mm -hmm. from home. Um, and so he just kind of believed in the idea and was like, you know what? Okay. Like let's invest, save me or like pay me back when I come home. And we went from there and honestly, it like just became like this crazy family endeavor. <laughs> That's, insane. That's so crazy to start. Like what gave you the confidence to start at 16? I felt like when I was 16, I was not in a place that I would even feel confident to like start a business, you know? No, 16 is a hard age. I mean, there's heartache, there's yeah. drama, there's like academics. There's so much that goes into like our youth. But um, honestly, it was like, the. I think my drive comes from just like my background, my family. Like I, so my family immigrated into America when I was just six years old. Mm. Uh, and so I grew up you know, with parents who took low paying jobs because they were immigrants to this country. And I feel like seeing their hard work kind of taught me, okay, like you work hard for what you want in life. Mm. And that also allowed me to see that like, if I, like I could either work for someone else and be, you know, content and happy with, with like a paid paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, or I could like, work really, really hard, but have all that income come in to me and really me be in charge of, of my future. Yeah. It's almost like seeing your parents work these crappy jobs was like, I don't want to do that. You like, you learned work ethic, but you also learned like that you wanted your independence. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I learned what I wanted and what I didn't want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after you, so you started the, the store and it was called Tabby's Bags. Did you mostly just sell bags or what was? Yeah. So we had a huge selection of purses. Like literally you could walk in and it was like this hallway. And I mean, it wasn't like a huge store by any means, but it, I mean, a huge chunk of the store was like, I would say like 75% of it was purses. That sounds fun. Um, yeah. So, I mean. We sold a ton of purses and I get, so I ran that for eight years. Um, wow. yeah, it like survived our 2008 recession, which I think is like, a huge year. Yeah. why do you think you like, how do you think you did that? What did you do that kept it afloat? So one I think was like adapting to what was going on. So, I mean, when we started, um, th we hadn't felt the recession just yet. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, like, we started out with like higher, um, like higher end products and like more expensive goods. Um, but once we started feeling the recession, I like quickly realized like, you know, if in order for me to like survive, I need to start 
like sourcing like cheaper goods mm. that are more affordable because I mean like people are willing to spend and buy food all day every day because it's something you need but yeah you know they may not feel the same way with the purse so yeah but you made it so apparently they do <laughs> <laughs> yes I so mean when, I, oh go ahead and I was just gonna say and I mean and I think there's honestly a lot more to that than just like adapting obviously like it was me working like I like felt like I eat breathe and sleep to my shop like and I feel like I still feel that way about my businesses it just it's something that I'm passionate about it's something that like drives me like I want to succeed and so it's like that feel within me is coming. Yeah, well, I feel like that that's why you've been successful, honestly. Like, yeah, you adapt, yeah, you like pivot, but you don't stop, you know? Like I've you're one of my branding BFFs currently, and it's amazing because I can tell you something and it's like you freaking run full force towards whatever like I tell you and that's that's what makes you successful. Is like, you know, adapting but then never giving up and it's just like your business is your life and I don't know. I think that's what makes a successful business owner, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think executing is, is important, but constantly going and constantly thinking, okay, how can I grow? How can I scale? Because I think, you know, back when I had my shop originally, like, that could have been the end to it. But instead, I was like, okay, now I want to grow into the permanent cosmetics industry. And then I want to open up my own beauty studio and then I want to bring. Yeah, so how did that happen? I mean, what made you like decide to close your shop and then how did you get into permanent cosmetics, which you've like, I mean, I'm excited to talk about your new store, but you also freaking kill it at permanent cosmetics. You're like, <laughs> you did like, I mean, last year you did six figures, right? That was yeah. like your big goal. That's that was, my, that was my big goal. So yeah, we hit six figures with just permanent cosmetics alone, which is amazing. And I feel extremely blessed um and more than that it's just kind of humbling like I think back and sometimes you know when like things get hard I think like who am I right like I'm just like this and and I think for a lot of us it's easy for us to think like I'm insignificant like I'm (laughs) I'm a nobody like no one knows who I am and you know for a long time I feel like I I mean, maybe not for a long time, but like there's moments when you definitely walk into that scenario in your mind where you're like, like, who am I? You like doubt your worth or your like potential, Mm -hmm. but it's like, no, like I'm a freaking daughter of the king. Like I can do it. True. It's true. Like we're all divine beings and like we're here with our own purpose. Exactly. And so, I mean, so I ran my boutique for eight years. I, what the main driving force into having me close it was, um, I met my husband (laughs) (laughs) and it's not his fault by any means, but I just wanted to go into marriage without the stress of my boutique. And like when I, when I thought about closing it, it was so hard because there was like the, like mixed emotions. I was like, part of me was kind of like relieved, like, Oh, I'm going to get my life back. I'm going to be like a normal human being and have like normal hours. But then part of me was also like pretty sad because it was like my baby, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had worked so hard to like keep it up and going. I was always trying to like evolve and like have things progress. Um, 
Yeah, eight years is like a huge, I mean, still to this point, that's like the majority of your working time you were like doing this boutique. Yes. It's like hard to say goodbye to. Oh, most definitely. And and so it was hard coming to that conclusion, but at the end of the day, I was just like, you know what, like, I'm just going to trust. I, I, I felt very called to like end that phase of my life. And, and I knew it wouldn't be like the end forever, mm-hmm. but I just felt like there was, it was time for me to focus and prioritize other things. And so yeah. I met my husband and, and we quickly decided, you know, that we would pursue marriage and wanted to be married. So um, I just kind of wanted to go into marriage without that pressure and just, I know it sounds silly, but like I wanted time to be like a wife. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't think that's silly at all. When you're, I mean, it's hard right now. I'm like in a place where I do not have any time for dating. I can't imagine if I was like thinking about marrying someone when you're starting like a business, it is kind of a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, Bernie, my husband, he's like super supportive. I feel like he deserves like this like award for because <laughs> he's honestly so sweet. What I hear about him, I'm like he's like the best husband. No, he is seriously so good. I just like I'm like, and I think God or like the universe is totally aware of like each and every single one of us because mm-hmm. I mean he's exactly who I needed as like mm-hmm. my teammate, but um. He was just kind of like, I remember telling him like, so, cause I, at the same time I was also going to school and I mean, I went to different schools and tried different majors and I was always changing up my mind because I had my shop and there's this part of me that was like, I don't need a degree to go to school, to be like, to have a business that I already have one. And then, but then there was all these other things I wanted to pursue at the same time. But at the time when I started dating my husband, I was going to school for my social media marketing degree. And I mm-hmm. remember talking to my husband and telling him like, Hey, like when we were talking about when we would get married, mm-hmm. uh, the plan was originally for me to like get married and or graduate from my social media marketing degree. And like the week later get married. And, um, we got engaged like at the end of December and I closed the doors to my boutique on the 31st. Um, and I was supposed to really start like the new semester, like January 7th or something. I started and I very like quickly, like kept fighting myself because I like knew what like my, my heart was telling me I should do, but I was like, meh. And then my sister, so my sister, she's in the beauty industry and she specializes in eyelash extensions, but she was just like, Tavi, you should go into the beauty industry. Like all your clients have always like complimented you, like on the way you fill in your brows. And like, Mm -hmm. I felt like this is very much at the time when people didn't fill in their brows. Mm -hmm. And when I look back, I realized like I probably was overdoing it. (laughs) (laughs) But that's always cool then. So (laughs) yeah, but I mean, people like would always say that. And so I, she's like, why don't you go into the beauty industry? And I was just like, I can't do lashes. Like I don't have the patience for that. And then my sister-in-law was going to school for electrolysis. So like hair removal and she's like, Hey, they're going to do this permanent makeup course in my school. You should look into it. And I like went and toured the school and I like paid my deposit and signed up. Oh my gosh. Like, came home and I remember telling Burns like, Hey babe, so I decided like 
closing this chapter in my life, like my boutique is done with. I like withdrew from school this semester and I'm going to like go take this like permanent makeup course at this beauty school. And I'm pretty sure he like must have thought I was psycho, but he didn't say anything. <laughs> just like, okay. Yeah. I love that you like did that without like talking to him. You're just like, okay, this is right. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I, I mean, and like I said, Burns is like, even today, you know, when I told him about the beauty studio, same thing. It was like, okay, yeah, you should do it. There was even times when I was like, should I be doing this? And he's like, no, babe, like you should do it. Like, I love that. He's like, that's like the next thing that's going to elevate your business. And so it's amazing because he's never like doubted like my ideas. He's always just kind of like, yeah, let's do this. And even lately, I mean, you're working with me as my brand new BFF right now. And so we're talking about like, the fun projects that we're doing for shop tabby and he's always like what about this idea like yeah it's so cute you like send me stuff that he says and i'm like that's awesome that he's so supportive and like excited about it yeah and and i think because i think it's the reasoning behind like he knows that like to the world like our businesses may be just businesses but like to us it represents so much more yeah um, tell me about that so tell me like more about your immigration journey and how that has influenced you starting businesses and stuff because I think that's really inspiring to people who you know maybe are in the same spot that you are or also it's inspiring to me because I'm like it's so cool to see you like be so resourceful and so successful I don't know it's just awesome so tell more about that yeah so I so I immigrated when I was six years old um and I originally came over with my mom and my siblings. Um, my dad it was still in Peru, and he stayed there for a year before he moved over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am a DACA recipient, and so I, for those of you who are not familiar with DACA, DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Um, it was an executive order given um, by president Obama, um, during his administration. And it was something that literally changed my life. It like turned it upside down. It like gave me wings to fly. I don't like, and I mean, I know people will have different views on politics. I don't care. <laughs> this is, we can get political because yeah. I know how I feel. And that's like an important thing to me too. So to hear your story and to hear how it's changed, like what ways did it change your life? So, I mean, I went from, like, I mean, in the state of Utah, at least at the time, like, you, like, you couldn't have, like, a regular driver's license. If you um, were undocumented, you, like, just that alone, like, being able to have a driver's license, it didn't say, like, driving privilege on it. Um, I went, you know, from being able to, like contribute to my 401k like it's just like all the like work you know legally in the country um being able to return things at walmart like it's it's simple things like that like day-to-day things where you would think like oh everyone has the right to like return things at walmart but like at walmart you can't return things that's so crazy you got a receipt yeah like if you don't have a receipt you need to have a valid and by valid they mean like a driver's license that doesn't say mm-hmm. on it. So, um, this new executive order, like, like I said, changed my life just because I was allowed to come out of the shadows and like share my story, be open about my status without the fear of being deported. 
Yeah. How was that like growing up with that fear? I can't imagine. It was, um, it was kind of crazy. Like a lot of times I think about how we, like, I remember we'd be in the car and my, I mean, this was probably messed up of like my relatives, but I remember like my uncle or like an older cousin saying like, the police, the police is coming. And like, I would naturally just like hide in the car. Like if we were driving, like I would duck because I was just like, I would think back to my, Oh my gosh. At the border where like we were, you know, we had to like hide. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so sad. How have you like worked? Cause I'm, that has to do so much to your like self-worth, you know, like being in that place. How have you because I feel like now you're like so confident of your worth and where does that come from? You know, did you always have that even despite like going through that? Yeah. I mean, moving to this country and knowing that you were undocumented, it definitely has like a toll. I think not just on, like, I don't think it had it just on me, but I think of so many of my friends and family members who, you know, like, who couldn't see themselves like past high school. Like they couldn't see themselves going into college or didn't want to even graduate because they knew that there was nothing really for them after that. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like they were limited. Um, They were limiting their dreams and like their potential because they were like, well, I'm not going to like, even if I do graduate from college, I'm not going to be able to like work in my field, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So for a lot of us, I feel like it was, it limited us in that way. But I think even though I had that limitation, I mean, my family and our faith, I think it was something that like carried me through my youth and like carried me through those like hard moments when I was like, okay, what's the point of even graduating? Or like, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do with myself? And I think ultimately that's why that like, that like hustle and like mm-hmm. that grind was like and like within me so early on because I knew okay I, in order for me to make more of myself I have to work twice as hard mm-hmm. to anything and you've done it you've like you know you did like a freaking 100k year last year so it's so cool to like see your journey you know to see what you came from and what you've been able to do so after you went to like after you told Bernie what happened then then you took the course and just blew up or what (laughs) so I took the course um and I started working like doing permanent makeup I did go back to school that summer semester so we got married in April the end of April and I went back to school that summer semester finished up graduated my degree and um I got offered a job right after graduation at a local marketing agency based out of Bluffdale Mm -hmm. as their social media marketing manager and I did that for about eight months while doing PC part-time. And I, it got to the point where like, I was so busy with permanent cosmetics that I was just like, I am losing money by being tied down to my salary job. Like I, I need to make this decision. And And it was hard again, because there was this part of me that was like, well, this is what I went to school for. This is what I got my degree in. I, I have a salary, like it's like a steady thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the world of social media, it's always changing. There's always new platforms, new algorithms, like things are always evolving. And so I, I felt like it would be harder. Like if I decided I did want to go back into it, like I just was like, it'll be so much harder to go back mm-hmm. into that field. 
But then there's this part of me that was like, like Tabby, <laughs> like, what are you telling yourself? Like you also went to school for permanent cosmetics. Like what makes it less of a like, yeah. or, or like, I, I was like, yeah, but I can also use my social media marketing degree towards my own business and permanent cosmetics, you know? Totally. And so I was like, you know what? Like, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's something that a lot of people face is it's like you went to school for this thing or you've been like, you're really good at this thing, but then you feel called to like a different occupation. And it's scary. Like it's scary leaving your salary or even like, just the comfort of what you've been doing forever. Exactly. But exactly. it just goes to show that that's like, you were supposed to do permanent cosmetics, you know? My eyebrows wouldn't be so on fleek without you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, and I just think like, it's, it's crazy because honestly, I think a lot of times people might think of like, oh, microblading or, or permanent cosmetics or this girl's getting her eyebrows done, like as such as like a stereotypical thing or like, like a vain thing. But honestly, like, I feel like I am changing people's lives when I am like doing their yeah. eyebrows, their lips. Their- yeah. It's, I don't think that kind of stuff to me, I'm like, outer beauty can like help enhance your inner beauty. If you're like getting it done and like, even if you're like having a bad day or a bad month and you go in, it just helps like brighten up things, you know? Exactly. And you know, and that's exactly what our tagline is. It's like, it's enhance your God given beauty. Like yeah, I believe yeah. every woman in this world is already beautiful and stunning and as worthy of love and respect as, as the next girl. But I think within us, we all are striving, like we all have our inner battles or we all have like insecurities that we, we want to work on or fix or improve or enhance. And it's amazing to me to be able to have someone come in and a lot of times you can tell like just in their before and after pictures, like if you go onto my Instagram and you see a before and after, just how much it changes like their expression they go from looking sad in their before to like truly being happy and excited yeah with permanent cosmetics it's like such a like it's a process like they don't look the way they're supposed to look right after and Mm so but even them just knowing that like hey I'm walking away with something that is going to be better than what I walked in with like can be so life-changing and I think about like my chemo clients, you know, those who have gone through cancer or, um, there's so much like more, like there's this big medical side to permanent cosmetics, like people who are born with cleft palates, burn victims, like Mm -hmm. there's so much more to it that you can like, I just, I just feel like God has given me a gift or like there's this talent with me within me that I can share with others to help them feel their best. Yeah. And I think it's too, like you feel your best. And then it also is just the energy of like paying for something for yourself. It's like you're invest, like you're saying you care about yourself the minute you walk in and decide to like invest in that. I don't think it's like a vain thing at all. It's like, you know, it's treating yourself. It's self-care in my book. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing that with um, my boutique when I had that, you know, I remember clients would come in, they had a rough day, they broke up with the boy, whatever it was. And it was like, they were there to like do some to retail therapy. <laughs> themselves, you know? And, and I think there's so much power in that. Like, because when you feel your best, you're also going to, chances are you're going to be able to do your best. You know, mm-hmm. I know like when I put on makeup that day, like 
I feel better. I'm more productive. Totally. What would you say grew you to six figures? Like how, what steps did you take to have like your first six figure year so early on in your business? Okay. Um, so when I first started out, so one was collaboration, collaborating with so many different people. I feel like I'm so blessed because I've worked with so many different like influencers, Instagrammers, business owners, like that collaboration is just huge. It's also kind of scary, (laughs) especially for you because you're offering like such a high ticket item. You know, you're not sending them a $20 sweater. You're like, it's, it's like such a more high ticket thing. Yeah. And I remember when I first started out, you know, like it would be like 400, 500 bucks, whatever it was, you know, to do the procedure on the actual influencer or client. Right. And then they were hosting giveaways, not always, but a lot of the time for me. And so by then I was like almost a thousand dollars out. Dang. And I did that so much when I first started out. And I remember like, there was part of me that was like, oh man, this is getting really expensive, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, like I, I wasn't being paid for it. And so, and it was all coming out of my own pocket. And then I, but I remember seeing like, but it was worth it to me. One, cause it gave me experience Two. I was being able to reach an audience that, that I couldn't on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it just allowed me to like meet really awesome people, you know? And yes, I mean, it's expensive networking, but it's networking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's more like high level, like these people that you meet with and that are like in your energy and work with you, like. I feel like that's even more so powerful, you know, cause it's like they've met you and now they actually care about you. You formed a relationship with them. Yeah. And, and then I think too, so I feel like that's like one of the things also mm-hmm. consistency. So many people reach out to me, uh, whether it be because they're in the permanent cosmetic industry or in some other kind of field. And you know, they're like, how, like, how did you get to this amount of followers or how did you do this? And, and a lot of times I'm just like, and by no means am I this huge person. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I bet a lot of people listening are like hundred thousand dollar a year. Like I would kill for that. You know, like you've been very successful. Yeah. I mean, and, and yes, and totally I haven't. And it's not to like discredit, like, obviously I'm really, really proud of like all yeah. of our but you like I had a goal my goal was to post at least once a day every day except for Sundays because that's like my chill day and I honestly like have done that (laughs) the past two years you know you've never Um, missed like have there ever been times you've missed I'm trying to think I there might be but not that I'm aware not like majorly that just goes to show like you don't build a big business in like two months or whatever, you know, it literally takes years of having this goal that sometimes you probably sometimes don't see the immediate rewards of consistency. Oh, for sure. No, like it's not like by no means did my following grow or my business grow from one day to the other. It was Mm -hmm. like a consistent everyday thing. But I think those two things, so being able to network with other people, being consistent from my part and doing my job, and then the combination of both, People started seeing their friend or they started seeing the person they follow get their eyebrows done. And it's like they start. And even right now, like I just had a client that recently came in and was like, Tavi, I have followed you for years. Like you've done this person, you've done this person, you've done this person. And I just like, 
I've had to like constantly think about it and make that commitment in my mind. But once I made that commitment, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I know who I want to go to. And it's wow. interesting because I can even see like the difference in emails. Like when an email comes in saying like, like I remember when I first started out, like I'd get DMs or emails saying like, what is your pricing? Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess it still happens, but it's kind of rare. Um, where now it's like, people don't email me and say, what is your pricing? The first thing they say is like, I have followed you. I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. When is the best time? Like, like the last thing in their mind is pricing. Like they've already in their mind, like they've made that commitment. Like I'm going to get my eyebrows done and I'm going to go with Tabby. Yeah. And that's so powerful. It's like, they, I mean, you've built this trust is like, you're the best. And I also think like you are the best, you know what I mean? <laughs> you also have like, have you worked a ton on your craft? How are you so talented yeah. at what you do? Because I think a lot of times too, like, of course there's mindset and consistency, but there's also being really freaking good at whatever it is you're selling. So how have you done that? Okay. So I, so when I first started out, like the first course I ever took was, um, so my background's in soft tap, which is the soft tap technique. Mm-hmm. Brand. And which that's I, the ones that are like solid, right? It's a more solid brow okay. right after, but it heals to like a powdered makeup. Yeah. Look. Okay. Um, so when I first started out in that, I remember like microblading was coming into the scene and it was like such a hot and trendy thing. And everyone that reached out was like, Hey, how much do you charge for microblading? It wasn't like, Hey, like I want to get my eyebrows done or how much do you charge for soft tap? It was all about microblading. Mm-hmm. And so then I would have to respond and say like, Hey, I don't do microblading. What I do is soft tap and like go into this, like a little five minute session about what the differences were or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I quickly realized like, I can't just take this one training and be done and think I'm good and ready to go. Um, and so I started like taking these different courses and like started shadowing different people. Um, and I feel like that's what's something that's helped me grow my brand as well is I'm always trying new products, like whether it be pigments or new blades or um, trying to learn the next technique. And I think that's important because it's important to, the more education you have, the more knowledge you have in a certain topic, like the more value you're able to provide to your client. Um, and so I feel like all of those things, that combination of things has really allowed me to be able to provide my clients with a more than just like fresh brows, but like really create an experience for them where like I'm educating them on the process as like they're go- we're going through their consultation going over different techniques and what's ideal for them. Yeah. And what does your like client process look like? Because that was something that was fun for me is it's like, and especially now where you have your own beauty studio, how do you guide them through the process from when they like first message you on Instagram and maybe make an appointment to their like last visit with you? So the first, I mean, their first initial contact will lead them to like booking their appointment and deciding, you know, what some clients, um, I, I offer free consultations so they can come in and we can discuss whatever questions or concerns they may have. I mean, for the most part, they're like the same things that everyone else does, but every once in a while, someone has like a specific condition, like health condition, or they have like a specific date that they're working with because they're getting married or going on some trip or something like that. And so we will either set up a consultation or they'll just set up their actual procedure appointment. They'll come in and when they come in, regardless of whether we did a consultation or not, I'll still walk them through like 
the different techniques, the colors, and um, shape, and all of that. So I'll shape them, have them set up, approve the specific shape that they want. Once that shape has been approved, then I actually get started and go through the whole process. I mean, I send them home with like a little goodie bag for me, um, just because like as a thank you to them. And then I send them home with like a little PDF booklet with all the aftercare instructions so that they know what to expect throughout the healing process. And then I offer a free touch up with every appointment. Um, and I feel like that's really also something that's helped me because then I'm able to see like my work, you know, mm-hmm. I'm able to see them come back and, and see, okay, this is what happened when I used this pigment or when I did this or, and I take notes throughout um, the procedure as well that I write down on their paperwork. But I mean, then I'm able, and, and I do that at no cost, no additional cost to my client. Um, because I feel like I benefit from it just as much as they do. Um, and that way I'm able to see the end result. And then we go through the same process again for their touch up. And then I don't see them for like a year or two, <laughs> <laughs> which is it's so funny because I'll come in and they're like, yeah, I'm married. I have a kid. And you're like, what? <laughs> That's so weird. So much can change in like, just yeah. Like, yeah. But I feel like doing that, like, I mean, cause think of how different it would be if you did a, a you know, did the one time and then a year later they came by. I feel like doing the touch up, like it even creates more of that relationship where like they know they're going to come back to you for their touch up in a year and a half or whatever. Yeah. And again, like when they come back in for their touch up in a year, like it's half up the original price that they paid. Oh, wow. So I feel like that also adds value because it's like, we've established a relationship. You trust me. Here's a reward for you for trusting me. True. You know? Yeah. It's like they're, you're building the trust, but you're also giving them good reason to like come back to you in other ways too. Yeah. And for me, like it honestly means so much to have someone's trust because it's their freaking dang face. Like, <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. like I, I just think about that. I'm like, dang, someone, someone literally just trusted me to draw on their face, you know? Yeah. True. It is scary. <laughs> I was like scared. I mean, I don't know. It's just like your eyebrows are everything. <laughs> it feels like, you know, eyebrows make a huge difference. They definitely, can like. I like look at pictures. I was telling you this earlier, but I look at pictures of myself before and I'm like, I was hideous. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to myself, but I feel like eyebrows, like they, if they're done right, they can like lift up your face. It's like a freaking facelift. Yep, exactly. And especially when I work on older clients, that's exactly what they tell me. Like, they're like, I feel like I'm 20 years younger. Yeah. That's the power of a good art. How has it been? Because, I mean, with a service-based business, it's always hard because it's like, well, yeah, there's also 300 billion other people doing this. How have you stayed, like, in your lane and not, do you ever get like worried about competition? How do you stay confident in what you provide versus what other people provide? Yeah, I, so, I mean, Bernie is again, so good to me because (laughs) not only does he support me, but he also deals with the mess of discouragement Mm. because discouragement is a real thing. Like I don't care who you are. If you have a million followers, if you are making a billion dollars, like, there, like, there's discouragement in every industry and everything that you do. And, um, 
he is a constant good reminder to me to like not focus on the bad stuff, but to focus on the good, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting because within a week I can go through <laughs> the emotional roller coaster of dealing with a client who doesn't want to pay a rescheduling fee mm-hmm. to deal with the client that, you know, just texts me and says like, Hey, I've had some funny messages, but like, a funny message of a client saying, Hey, like the moment I got home, my husband took me into the bedroom, like probably 10 <laughs> minutes ago, right? But <laughs> messages like that, or like, you have no idea how like life changing this is for me. I feel like a new woman. I feel like I'm ready to like, you know, go through this divorce or whatever it is that yeah. like my client is going through. Um, you know, and he helps me, he reminds me of that. He says like, babe, like, yeah, think of all the people you've helped, all the people who do love you. And I think trusting and believing in myself is so important because it's like, I have to have these little pep talks with myself where I remind myself like, you know what, Tabs, like you've created like an amazing brand. You're continuing to build an amazing brand. You're creating value. You're, you're adding value to people's experiences when they come with you. Like, and I feel like that's all important. I, and I, there's this saying, my mom grew up telling us this. Um, she said, el sol sale para todos, which means the sun comes out for everyone. And I highly believe that. Like, like the sun doesn't just come out and shine on Tabby or on Kinsey. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the sun comes out and shines on everyone. And I absolutely That's gorgeous. I love that. Yeah. Like there, you know, there is good enough good in this world to go around for everyone to have it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just focus on me and I try not to like focus on competing on it with other people. You know, I do a lot of corrective work when clients come in and I try to focus on like, you know, sometimes they'll share with me who, who worked on them, but I'm not sitting there thinking like this person does a crappy job or like, Mm -hmm they're so bad because of this or that. Um, like that's not my job. My job is to help my client, like help them feel better about themselves Mm -hmm. or help them feel like they're getting what they want. And so I focused on that. And I think that's, I think that's been huge, especially when I first started out. I remember thinking again, those like that inner mean girl that comes out and is like, who am I? Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, like, Bernie is always constantly telling me, like, babe, you're a big deal. <laughs> he says I love that. All, all the time. And, like, he says it so much that, like, I believe it. And so I feel like if yeah. you don't have a Bernie, right, <laughs> if you have just you, you need to tell yourself, like, I'm a yeah. big deal. Like, yeah, we all need to believe that. It's true. Like, we're all a big deal. Yeah. And I like how you said, like, you focus on, I mean, it's like you put on blinders, but you really focus on your clients. It's like you're keeping what's important in your mind. Because I think sometimes it can be so easy when you're, like, trying to grow or whatever. And you're always like, well, this person's doing this, and I want to grow in this. And then it's like your current clients or customers are like, well, wait a second. Like, I'm still here. I still need your love, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how how you actually grow is like focusing on the people that you have. And then of course they're going to tell their friends, they're going to like spread the word for you, especially with social media. Exactly. Yeah. So then what's, what prompted you to start like shop tabby? When did you decide to do that again and tell kind of your like vision with that? Oh my gosh. So I have probably wanted to do shop tabby since the moment I closed (laughs) 
I just like wasn't exactly 100% sure when it would happen or how it would happen, but I knew it wasn't like the end of the road for me as far as like the fashion industry. I knew like it was my first love. I wanted to go back into it at some point. Um, but so I, I started focusing on growing my brand within the permit cosmetic industry and that's grown and it grew and grew. And then I decided the opportunity showed up randomly for the beauty studio to happen. And again, it was something I had decided I wanted for a long time and I had entertained the idea, but I wasn't like sure when exactly my husband was like about to finish up school. He was doing an internship over the summer and I like didn't want to tie us down to a specific location just in case like we had a move or we wanted children, like whatever it was. Um, but the opportunity came up and I was like, should I do this? I like talked to my sister, my brother, my mom, my husband, everyone. And everyone kept saying, yes, yes, do it. And I was like the one that was like, Oh, but should I like, <laughs> I don't know if I should, you know, anyway, I'm like not in like Utah. I'm in Denver visiting my husband and, <laughs> and I'm like calling up the owner and like saying like, Hey, can you like email me the lease? Okay. I'm ready to do this. <laughs> It's so crazy, ridiculous. And then I'm like calling my uncle and saying like, hey, I need to hire you to like do new floors and to paint this building that I'm about to like go into business. And he was just like, what? I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I, once I had the, the beauty studio, I like, like started thinking more seriously about bringing shop tabby back and honestly everything I do everything I've done even to like the decisions I did like I made when I was dating people like have always been for my future children and I know that sounds so freaking corny but (laughs) no that's adorable I love that I just like I I think back to like my youth and like all the things I did and didn't do and I just like at the end of the day even when I made like youthful mistakes you know I feel like I still like had my like future kids in mind and I would think like would my future kids be proud of like their mother and just as like our plan my plan with my husband was always to like we'd start having kids or trying to have kids once he graduated and like that moment in our lives was coming closer and closer and so I was just like shoot, like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, is this really happening? Like, sh- how are we going to time this? Like, are you going to be walking and I'm going to have a baby bump? Or like, are we going to have the kid in our hands? Like, how's this going to work? And because of PC, um, in a lot of ways, like, it, I do a lot of permanent makeup, but I also, like, brands will reach out and want me to do different things for them. Or, um, or sometimes, like, it just comes out of, like, my own free you know, well, like I just like mm-hmm. love something and so I share it. And, um, it's kind of like interesting because in some ways I, I want to say it's like I'm influencing other people through my presence online. And so I was doing a lot of try on sessions. Um, and my clients were just telling me how like awesome it was to see someone, you know, that wasn't like this tall, skinny, you know, chick mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm the opposite. Like I'm Kirby, I'm five one, I'm Latina, like 
and they were just letting me know like hey I love it when you do these try-on sessions because like I've always been like tempted to buy something from this website but it looks sketch or Mm -hmm. whatever reason and and so I just kept thinking like man I I wish I could be doing this for my own shop and so I kept telling Burns like I want to keep like I want to move forward with this idea but I just don't know if it's the right time we just opened up the beauty studio Mm -hmm. and I kept seeing your posts about your branding BFF. And I want to say like the moment you announced it, I was like, I want to do that, but I don't know or understand exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept sliding into your DMS and asking about that. Um, and then I think when we hopped on our call and we talked, like, I just like, I felt like, I think for a long time I knew the idea was good. I knew it was something I wanted to do, but then when we talked, it was just like, I could felt, feel that this was going to be the next part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, It was cool to talk to you because I, I felt that on my end where it was like, when we first started talking, you weren't like really sure. Like you didn't even really say anything about a boutique in the beginning. You were just like, well, I'm doing like, I have this beauty studio and this, but like you kept bringing things up around it. So it was like cool to, I mean, it's been so cool to be with you on this journey is like, you realize that this is the next step. It's like so powerful to have that, you know, confidence moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And, and I feel like with every good decision or even every time I've dodged the bullet, like I, <laughs> that's just what I have felt, you know, like it's just a feeling of like, okay, this is the, you know, I think that about like my husband when I met him and I was like, okay, this is who I need to pursue. Like this is who I need to be with or this is the education I need to pursue or this is the right partner for me or on whatever it is I'm like, um, yeah, so I think all of that just kind of, like, allowed me to feel, okay, this is the next phase. And then, uh, you know, when I – I because I had all of my experience with my storefront, I knew everything I wanted and I knew everything I didn't want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I also was, like, telling my husband, like, I would bring it back just online because I – from the eight years of doing – uh, type bags. I, I just learned that it was a luxury to have a storefront. And, mm-hmm. you know, just the other day we had a shoot and one of the models was asking me and, and she asked like, Hey, do you want to do a storefront soon? And I was like, you know, maybe eventually, but it's not my main focus. Like my main focus right now is to grow it online. And I'm like, definitely open to it. I just don't know. You know, yeah, there's so much more freedom online, you know, it's like, you don't, you don't want to go back to working a storefront if it's the same like you're still married you still want to spend time with your awesome husband you know yeah well and and that's exactly like it was a luxury to have it because of time and yeah you can hire other people to work for you like obviously but at the same time for me it was like it was interesting to learn all the like you know I didn't do photo shoots like the way we do them now when I like I didn't have a need to do photo shoots you know Mm. when I had the storefront or we never did anything online. We like, we never had an e-commerce website for our storefront. And I'm like, who the frick did I think I was like affording that, you know, like, oh, no, we don't need to do anything. but I think about it and I was limited. Like I didn't know that I could have a website, you know, mm-hmm. I was just like doing the best that I could with the knowledge and like the resources that I had at the time. And that was it. Like, um, well, and it's probably like, it probably was a lot harder to like, 
get a website. Like there wasn't options really then to like even create your own website. Now it's like so easy. If you don't have the funding, like you can, you know, make a website that works good enough. But back then that like, wasn't something that there was. Yeah, exactly. I remember we like hired this like student. He like was going around selling like ads for like his university's like paper or something like that. And he was like, Hey, I could build you a website for 50 bucks. And I was like, okay, I paid him 50 bucks. And then like, I never did anything with it because I had no idea how to do coding and like work, you know, like I was just like, what the heck? Like, it was just like, but, and so I think that's why it was so important for me to hire you because it was like everything that I was like, I have no idea on how to do this or nor do I want to deal with it. Like I can hire Kenzie to like, you know, so you've always, you've always like, I feel like from the time I've known you, which was, I don't know how long ago, two years ago, two and a half years, your brand has always been so good. And I think that's why, like, obviously you have this consistency, but you also value like the elements of good branding and how that builds trust. Yeah. And, and honestly, like that I think has been huge too, because your branding is so much more than just a logo. Like, and I've learned that, you know, (laughs) the more I I do business, I realize like the The logo is like the least important part, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Like so much more to it. No, it really is. It's so much more than that. It's an experience. It's a feeling. It's words. Like, mm. and it's all of that into one thing, like putting it. Yeah. So what with Shop Tabby, what is like your vision for it in the future? And what like excites you about this new venture? Okay. So I, my, so Shop Tabby is a boutique for ridiculously dope souls because I believe like that we are all freaking amazing and I wanted to bring that back into the fashion industry where it's like a place where you feel included and being a dreamer being a DACA recipient I I also know like that the struggle is real and both my husband and I are DACA recipients so we're both dreamers and we knew that the next business that we started we wanted it to be also a way that we could give back to the community and so um this is something I guess for your followers and listeners that both because like we haven't officially announced this yet but we're going to be um offering scholarships and like dreamer scholarship and I'm really excited about this because like growing up I couldn't apply for scholarships you know like they had to be private scholarships and those are limited they're not as common like I couldn't apply for financial aid or Mm -hmm. anything like that so like I had to pay you know, my education up front, a lot of times, like, people have to state pay it out of state tuition, and it's so much more expensive, mm-hmm. just because even though you've lived in the state, like, most of your life, like, for me, six years, you know, or yeah. age of six, like, there's still all these other things, because legally, or through the That's law. That's so interesting, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and out of state tuition is not cheap. Yeah, yeah, it, like, freaking more than doubles sometimes. Exactly. And so I just like through shop tabby. That's what we're wanting to do is help others, you know, um, find their passion or their call in life. But I know how helpful it was when I did receive those private scholarships, you know, what, whether it was like 500 bucks or 800 bucks, like it was just, it like released so much pressure off my back. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though, 
it wasn't just like, oh, I have to pay my education, but it was also like, I still have to help out my parents, you know, mm -hmm. like I still lived at home at the time and I did up until the point I got married, but it was like, I still had to help whether it was with groceries and I like took upon myself to pay for like our utility bills, you know, and that was my help, my way of helping. So when I did have that extra help, because, you know, I got a 4.0 that semester or whatever it was mm -hmm. like, it just was so helpful. So through Shop Chabby, we're, we're wanting to um, start like our dreamer line and we're going to like launch it with um, our dreamer sticker pack where you're going to be able to purchase um, uh, our collection of stickers and be able to, we're going to be donating um, all of that money towards the dreamer scholarship. And then we're hoping, depending on how much money we're able to come up with every year, you know, do multiple scholarships to to different peoples for them to like start their own businesses or continue their education or to yeah. do whatever they're freaking called to do. So. so freaking cool. I like like I feel like you already had like a purpose in starting it, but then when we started talking about this and you like told me your goals for it, I'm like, that's so amazing because a lot of people, you know, start businesses because they feel called to it. And I think that's an okay reason to start it, but to like have this purpose backing everything you're doing in it just makes the brand like so much more powerful. Yeah. And I, I just want, like, I just wanted to blow up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to be sending that. And again, one, yeah, I want a successful business. Like who doesn't? Yeah. But I just think about all these other dreamers, all these other individuals who, are going through the same struggle and who, you know, are being told that they're good enough or who didn't pursue careers after high school because they, they thought that was the end of the road for them, you know? Cause mm -hmm. like when that announcement by president Obama came out, like that executive order, like I was no longer in high school, but mm -hmm. you know, I think about the impact it could have had on those friends who maybe dropped out because they thought like that was the end of the road for them, you know? It's crazy. It's just so crazy because I feel like, I mean, I am from Utah and so we don't even really understand. How could me as like a white woman help this situation? First, I think voting. Like voting is huge. Like I don't think people understand the power and influence of voting like to the extent that it really is and has because that's a privilege I don't have, you know, I may yeah. be legally allowed to work in this country and I pay my taxes every year, but I am not allowed to vote. And that's a power that you can have and so many others do. And so voting is huge. Mm -hmm. um, so number one, go out and vote, like get informed, you know, do your research on the different candidates and then make, you know, whatever ethical or, uh, knowledgeable education that you get from like make base your decision off of that mm -hmm. and then go out and vote. I think too, um, is get involved within the, and I don't say just Latino because a lot of times people think like only Mexicans immigrate and I'm not even Mexican, right? Like mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, no, it's not just the Latino community. Like we have immigrants from all over the world where they're like, I was, I remember talking with someone when I was getting like my fingerprints done for my work permit and they were from Germany, you know? So, I mean, there's German immigrants, there's 
Turkey immigrants. Like there's people from everywhere in this world. Um, but get involved with your immigrant community and, you know, educate yourself. Like if you, if you honestly want to like know, like sincerely, genuinely like have a concern and like want to know more and you want to know the perspective of like, someone who is an immigrant or someone who is a dreamer, like reach out to them. They're not going to like be like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Like and be mean about it. I think you'd be surprised at how many people actually want to openly willingly talk with you and express. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, my husband had like a really interesting experience, um, through Facebook, you know, someone that like was very openly on Facebook, like a friend of ours, like, was constantly talking about all these negative things and about dreamers and immigrants and Latinos in general. And, you know, meanwhile, we're over here trying to like make a change and we're like putting on these videos and like sharing our stories to try to make a difference where he like messaged my husband one day and was like, Hey, can like, He's like, I'm not here to debate. I just want to, like, ask you, like, why you can't, like, just fix your status? Like, why aren't you able to? You know, and my husband was able to share with him and express to him, like, this is why I don't qualify for anything else but, like, DACA, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that was, like, a really humbling moment for, for us and for him, like, where we were both able to, like, share our, like, concerns and see each other's point of views, but also understand like there's so much more to just my point of view and my story. Mm -hmm. I feel like every, like all the issues that arise just come from like a lack of understanding. So it's like, it can be so powerful to reach out. I mean, if you're a person who like doesn't, I feel like still even me, I'm like, I don't completely understand everything, but it's like, you know, making these connections and reaching out to them and be like, explain this to me, you know, explain your situation. I think it can help open your eyes so much. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I think there is like power in knowledge. And so, I mean, the more knowledge you have about whatever topic, especially if it's from different perspectives and points of views, like the better off you're going to be. And I just think about, you know, what my life could have been like, I was six years old when I immigrated to America and I was a kid, like I had no say in what was happening. Like I couldn't be like, no mom, Mm -hmm. like don't, don't take me like into the U S don't cross the border because I'm going to be considered undocumented or illegal or an alien. Like all of these things, like I had no say in that <laughs> get in the car, get in the car. Like they say we're moving, you move. Like that's just what happens. And, and when it comes down to it, like I am going to be forever grateful for that decision that they made because like what my parents did for me was like what any loving parent I think would do. They, they thought about the safety and well-being of their children. They thought about the opportunities and, you know, I tell my parents, like, I feel like I'm living the true American dream, like of like moving to this country and making something of myself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I owe nothing but my success to my parents. And I'm, I'm so grateful for not just the way that they like raised us and like the discipline and worth ethic that they like taught us, but just, you know, even that decision that I know maybe not everyone will agree with, but I can speak from my, from my experience that it's something that 
that has positively like affected my life. I think it's so powerful to think of what your brand is going to do like moving forward. I'm so excited. I'm excited that my listeners got like a little sneak peek of what's coming. Yep. It's a Kim school world exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I want to ask you one more question. Um, if you, if somebody came to you and they're like, I'm thinking of starting a business, no matter what it was, they're just thinking of starting a business. What advice would you give to them? Oh man, (laughs) that's a hard one. I, I would say that my first thing would say, just do it, (laughs) just do it. Because so many people get caught on the what if, like, feel like we like go to dinner and catch up with our friends or like, I'll be talking with like a family member or someone. And then I'll be like, they, they're like, you know, like my husband and I, we've been thinking about doing this or, and I'm just like, you should do it. Like you should just get up and doing it because that's like the biggest step that you, like you, once you take that step, then everything else is going to follow and come through and more questions and concerns may come up and arise, but you're already working towards it. So it's just going to like come together. True. But, and your, I mean, your story is like a testament that you did this thing for eight years and then you had to take a break, but like you're doing it at like failure isn't a thing in my mind. You know, I feel like that's something people are so afraid of. Yeah, no, by no means. And like, I learned this from Tyra Banks, (laughs) but I remember it was like her closing show and she was just talking about how like she won, she was leaving the Tyra show and how a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's because like she's not getting good enough ratings or like whatever. And she was like, no, like I want to leave while I'm still on top. Like Mm -hmm. I left my modeling career while I was still on top and that's what I want to do for the Tyra show is you know, leave, not because I'm being forced out of it or because I'm being kicked out, but because I willingly chose, like, it was, like, time for me to move on with my life. Hmm. And that's exactly how, like, I've told myself, like, that's exactly the way it was with my, with Tabby Bags when I had my storefront. Like, it was, like, I could, I could have easily chosen to, like, bring that into my life, into my married life. I could have chosen to, like, work at it, but, I wanted to leave because I still had the choice, not because Mm -hmm. I was being forced to, not because like my husband was like quit or I need more time or whatever. Like I can't even picture Bernice. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't something that I was forced into doing. It was a choice that I was like, you know what? And when I think of the long-term perspective of this, I think it's time. And I hope that that it's like the same way when I, with PC or with the beauty studio or with shop tabby, like if that time ever comes that it's, it's for the same reasons. I honestly think there's still more of me that you have yet to see, but mm-hmm. I, I love the entire show for that. Cause it taught me like leave all you're on top, you know? Yeah. You don't, and it doesn't have to be like, like you have to choose what's best for you. You know, there's no, just because you've built this thing or just because you've done this thing, like doesn't mean you can't go on to bigger and better things. Exactly. No, that's amazing. Okay. So if somebody wants to come to you for, to get their, you know, any sort of permanent cosmetics done, where can they find you on Instagram and your website? So our website is www.pcbytabby.com. Um, and then my Instagram handle is PC underscore by underscore tabby. Um, and so feel free to 
come check out my work on there. Um, give us a follow, send me a DM. And then also, um, if you're like a licensed professional in the state of Utah and you'd like a professional studio to work out of, you also have the beauty studio. And it's uh, so freaking cute. I yeah. just went to it for the first time last week and I was like, Oh my, like, it's awesome in there. It's like the cutest studio I've ever been in. Has all the natural lighting. You'll love it. Yes. And then of course, shop tabby. Yes. Um, you can shop tabby, www.shoptabby.com or our Instagram is shop tabby. Amazing. And you have like basically new arrivals every single day currently, right? Yes. You have so much good stuff. Every day. And then Fridays we have like a big batch of arrivals that go live. Um, But yeah, we have some rad finds, lots of colorful things, bright, super happy. And um, I think you'll, you'll be surprised about how many good things there are on there. (laughs) Yes. I I'm surprised. I mean, I'm your freaking coach and I go on and look and I'm like, holy shit, she has so much good inventory right now. So I'm sure everybody else will feel the same way. Well, thank you for coming on and talking with us and sharing your story. It's been really good to talk to you. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm hopeful this is, um, I don't know. I hope you felt something and inspired to do something through yes, I know I did. I felt inspired, so I can't imagine. I'm sure everybody else did too. Okay, talk to you later. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. How cool is Tabby? Every single time I talk to her, I just leave feeling inspired. <laughs> I'm actually supposed to be the one like inspiring her. So I'm really lucky that I get to work with the coolest clients all the time. Um, so thankful for that. Make sure you go. I just actually got my brows touched up and I forgot how nice it feels to have like fresh, beautiful brows. So if you've been thinking about getting your brows done, do it. I know that has nothing to do with business or branding, but to be honest, my selfies look a lot cuter (laughs) with my brows. Um, but I did want to hop on and say, I am doing another live training in a week in my Facebook group. So if you haven't joined my Facebook group yet, make sure to get in before that live training. Um, they'll always be available for replay. So last week's training is available. If you haven't watched it yet, make sure to check that. But the, the um, advantage of going live with me is you get to ask any questions. It's like an invaluable time to be able to ask what questions are you're struggling with in your business. And this next training is all going to be about how to build an authentic brand and a truly authentic brand. I think we hear the word authentic all the time and it's like starting to get to be kind of annoying. I even like hesitate to use it, but it truly is where the power of a successful brand lies. So make sure you join. It's Kinsco World. Boss Bays, B-A-E-S. Search that in Facebook. The group will come up, request to join, add your friends who you know will also benefit from this content. It's a really fun place in there. There's so much inspiration, so much collaboration, networking. It's been so fun to have this Facebook group and I hope it's only gonna get even better. Okay, until next time, bye.